It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello! I was really oh. smiling at everyone to, to try and get the energy up. Is that really difficult? It's all it, we're going to go It didn't away. work, <laughs> it didn't work on Um This is Here's a Crazy Story, a podcast from The Evertake where we tell crazy true stories. I'm Robin. I'm Rick. I'm Abby. We got it right for the first yeah, time. We did. That's because I shot you a look. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you guys are communicating while I was doing it. Um, do we have any corrections from last week? Nope. Never. No. 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 Because nobody corrected us and I didn't do any further research on no. any of my things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I like to go through life. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fair. I, who who obsesses over their past Mistakes. comments? Yeah, yeah, no, like that That was last week. Like, I was a different person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ethan used to always find, his, find out that he did mistakes. He'd always come in like, next week. He was like, last week I said yeah. this. But um, it's because he was always kind of riffing on his notes. That's true. And <laughs> yeah. So um, he knew there was going to be mistakes. Yeah. The things, I think the things that he got wrong were always like finer details rather than like yeah. an element of the story, mm-hmm. which I think can be forgiven. Except for that time when, do you remember that one where he, where he called that guy the wrong name? The entire time. <laughs> 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 that was good. That's still one of my favourite episodes. Um, so this is part one of a double recording we should mention as well. So yeah. if you're listening to this in the future from when we're recording it, and then a week after that, it's all happened at once for us. Yeah. That's n- that's confusing, mm-hmm. the way you said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that <was> <laughs> Time travel. Basically, that we're recording two episodes in one go, so you'll hear the first half of this recording as one episode today, and next week is the other half, and that's when we'll be very delirious, because yeah, it's really warm in here. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> yeah, it's I I've, I've dressed for the occasion, because um, I, I feel like it does get really hot in here, and Today Just in a bikini, is it's massively yeah, inappropriate for the yeah. office. <laughs> Naked recording. <laughs> no, let's not ever do that. Um, uh, well, I don't know. You You've been too distracted by the thought <laughs> of yourself <laughs> being naked. <laughs> <laughs> I just think about how horribly inappropriate. <laughs> uh, and then I was starting to think about what you guys would say, and who would be the one to tell me, Robin? I quite like the idea okay. that we just carry on recording as, as if, if nothing, nothing happened. Mm. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be naked on this material that we're no, sat on. It's itchy, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So itchy. Yeah. It, there is a really good podcast called the called the Naked Podcast. Yeah, it's called the Naked Podcast. It's actually a BBC podcast, BBC Radio Sheffield, I think. Mm-hmm. Make it. It's really cool. They interview people, and they're naked, and the person they interview is naked. Cool. And you wouldn't think that would happen in Britain, <laughs> would it? Does? Well, if it's a radio show, how do you know they're naked? I think that's far more British. They talk about being naked often. I know, but I, would I could talk about being British naked. I've been naked before. I can, I can do a good job. <laughs> they like lift a boob and let it drop it and like slap against the belly. No, they don't do that. No, they I don't do that all the time. Yeah. Should we? Do you want to do? types oh. of stories oh yeah. yeah uh mine is oh sorry what what oh, you, said, <laughs> you went as if you were gonna talk and i just like just made a noise blazed in like, oh, okay that's fine uh mine is uh sad but mm, inspiring <laughs> well, yeah. but because we've been talking about pax and rec a lot today that just reminded me of when she was like my uh official statement is that i sad <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, um 
both of them have... <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing still. So I've got both my stories prepared, as I'm sure Robin has, but... Oh, what, two? No, I'm yeah. joking. I um, two, yeah, both of mine have a, a slight religious undertone, oh. entirely by mistake. Okay. One is war-related, one do, is food-related. what the other... The second... We don't care about the second one. The second one's next week to oh, these yeah. people. But I'm trying to balance off your, about... like, oh, it's sad... And then we might not want to do a oh, war story and a sad story. We might want to do a to food do story and a sad story. I mean, story. both of mine, both mine are the same mood, exactly oh, the same mood. Shit. Um, <laughs> sad but inspiring. Oh, okay, I don't think either uh, of mine are inspiring. So, what? Neither of mine are inspiring. Okay, I'll do as the order I wrote them down, so you're yeah. getting war, war first. War first. Oh, okay. 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 Hate That's war, probably for so the best, actually. Yeah. Oh, now first. Yeah. Okay. Right. I hate war, so we're just gonna bash <laughs> it off. You hate war? I love war. What are you talking about? No, no my joking. <laughs> you know when people are like, oh, I don't like needles, and I'm like, oh, I, oh, I, I love them. Actually, do love needles. You it's a problem. <laughs> I think it's because I was you actually scared. You actually of, do love needles. Yeah, not <laughs> oh, right. like a weird junkie thought, word, but like no. I think it's because I was scared of them as a kid, and so now you feel when, real powerful. Yeah, whenever yeah. I get one, I get like a thrill. I'm like, oh, that was fine. I love it. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I do know what you mean. Like when I when I like. If you ever donate blood, I'm like, I feel like such a boss when they're like taking the blood, except for yeah. the bit where it's like the machine beeps and it's done. Hmm. And I'm like, take it out, take it out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why it really freaks me. Yeah, up until that moment, like, I, feel like, I, don't, I, th- I feel like my blood's like backing up in my veins and something bad's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> it's yeah. Um, they're in there like backing up boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is all the arteries turning into veins and the veins turning into arteries. And, and that's oh, how you wow. No, that joking. is biology. You turn inside out. Yeah, turn sort of inside out, yeah. I don't know why it freaks me out. Like the whole bit, I can see the whole bag with my blood in, and I'm like, "Yep, fine." I'm just that bit where it starts beeping. I'm like, "Please, <laughs> hey, lady, lady, help!" <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like, <laughs> zero to hundred, real fast. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'm not done the title for this story, which is good because oh, you just said unusual. go. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we haven't done the title off, have we? Yeah. We just did a mood off, but that's fine. You can give me a title anyway if you'd like. I'm gonna improv my title. Oh yeah. Uh. Uh. Macken the most of a bad situation. <laughs> Did you that say Macken intention? Macken, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Um, okay, Shall I do mine? Oh, God, I've turned my computer off because I wasn't prepared for this. Just one moment. Talk amongst yourselves, just why? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> he okay. looked right at me and he was like, was like come on no. that's not happening you guys it? are always talking about stuff when I'm not there like, yeah, no, <laughs> you're very upset about it quite frequently yeah. but what do you think <laughs> we're talking about but today you're talking about Marvel and I had to like really resist the urge to be like what are you talking about because I knew I, I knew it you doesn't interest yeah. me but yeah I was so desperate to be joined yeah. in you don't understand um, any of it anyway uh, my, my, the title of my story is nurture bar not the hero you will never be all right, well, it just sounds I like a down. Based on the last episode, it, you, yeah, that the went theme down of well. your... Oh, yeah, right. the, and the next one is... Actually, the next one is exactly the same title. So the theme title. of yours are just... <laughs> they're just going to be slandering me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every time, okay. every time. Go ahead. Right, well, it is mine then. So, uh, in... Oh, I didn't write down the year, but I can remember it. Uh, on August the 22nd and 23rd of 1914... <laughs> oh, you really can remember. Yeah. Which was, as everyone will know, the Great War mm. mm-hmm. before it was World War yeah. One. The sequel hadn't come out yet. That, um, that reminds me. Sorry, that reminds on. me of a really good Doctor Who joke where the soldier turns up and the, and ah, the doctor's yeah. like, like we're in World based War, on yeah, yeah, based on the uniform, I'd say World War One, and the guy's like World War One. <laughs> <Nah. laughs> That's good. Yeah, sorry, irresponsible of time traveler to do that, but yeah, it is, yeah. let's not get into that. Yeah. Um, so it was the first major engagement of the British Expeditionary Forces at the Battle of Mons in France. Mm-hmm. Um, so the British were heavily outnumbered um, but over the two days inflicted a disproportionate amount of casualties on the Germans um, but were eventually routed and forced to retreat uh, it was considered a key battle uh, it's like it, key in turning public perspective of what the war was going to be um, when basically the British Empire realised oh fighting the German Empire the Austro-Hungarian Empire I'm a bit yeah. iffy with World War One. Hungarian. Hun- yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, I, I knew you knew that. I just, yeah. you just, yeah. Just said Austro-Hungary. Hungary. Hungary. Enough That's of that. That's like, so, you know when you're saying Canadian loads and loads of times and then you have to remember it's Canada, not mm. Canada. Canada, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they realised that the war was going to be horrible. Um, but after this, after this kind of mm, British, not quite victory, but like imp- 
impressive resistance and then retreat. A story started to <laughs> an impressive retreat. Yeah, <laughs> um, a story started to emerge that the British forties had been helped um, by a supernatural entity. Oh um, my god, I love this! In the, I love it, and I love that you just said British forces. Forces. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I think I'm so tired. It's already quite hot in here. I know. Um, so yeah, there was what appeared to be angelic apparitions, um, either of um, a choir of angels or cavalry or bowmen. The story kind of changed quite a lot, um, and this was backed up by the idea that a Christian god would start to intervene in this war. Um, because of various atrocities that had been committed. Um, so one was an event called the Rape of Belgium, which I was like, fucking hell, that sounds dark. And I didn't go too far into it because it would be upsetting. But basically it was the mistreatment of the Belgians. The Belgians. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, to be fair. And then there's this thing called the Crucified Soldier, which was an image of a, a soldier being crucified to a tree um, so yeah basically christian britain was getting a bit all hit up and being like no 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 god must be on our side because look how mm. bad the hun is i don't know if you can still say the hun don't know. yeah i'm gonna i'm not gonna say it just to be on the safe yeah. side um so yeah um kind of this kind of religious fervor that uh, god is on the british side starts to sweep the nation and these more and more of these stories start to occur in different places um the story appears in Spiritualist magazine in April 1915. Um, reports come in of St. George appearing to help British soldiers. Uh, Joan of Arc, presumably because they're in France. Oh, yeah, I was going to um, say. German corpses are found with arrow wounds on their bodies. Um, what? And then there are first hand. How do they know an, what's an arrow wound and what's not? Just like a stab wound? Well, I, don't, uh, I don't know. Oh, okay, sorry. I, um, I suppose if you're in the military, they teach you that kind of thing. Yes, yeah, and especially maybe in them days, they no, they definitely didn't have mm. you know, an, an archery unit. They still had horses, so it's yeah, not. Well, and yeah, people were carrying yeah, swords. Yeah, and swords. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and there's first-hand accounts from the front front line, particularly of that battle at Mons, of um, soldiers retreating and seeing like spectral ca- cavalry. Uh, and there's an e- evidence from the memoirs of one Brigadier General John Charteris. Um So, yeah, that was like a popular story that went around in World War One. Wait, do you want to start that sentence again? Because my throat just made, made the noise. weirdest noise. I think noise. we would have got away with that noise, Yeah, I, thought, I didn't even notice it. Yeah. I heard but it at the it end. Felt it felt very did. loud to me, but maybe that's because it was inside. <laughs> 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 my stomach rumbled a few times as well. Okay. So. We'll be fine. Yeah, no. um, so, yeah, then in 2001, the Sunday Times, um, it was published in the Sunday Times that somebody had claimed to find uh, film and photographic footage that depicted these events, or at least one of these events. Defe- uh, events particularly the angel of mons as it became nice. known um that was in a it was in an abandoned antique shop and apparently marlon brando wanted to buy it i mean you uh, like if you got a bit of money you might as well see what it is yeah why wouldn't you be like oh yeah. the proof of angelic forces fighting in world war one it'd be pretty uh, mind-blowing but um obviously none of that ever happened <laughs> no um and actually what really happened is in 1914, a Welsh horror writer called Horror, horror yeah, writer. It's too tired to stop me every single sorry. time. <laughs> oh, we've got to do two podcasts tonight. <laughs> Jesus sorry. Christ. I, I didn't know whether you said horror writer <laughs> or well, horror writer. You fucking would write anything for yeah, anyone. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the horrorish horror writer. <laughs> the um, slutty spookmaster. <laughs> Arthur Macken. Oh, we know what they are. <laughs> oh, that's so true. Um, <laughs> right, <laughs> so, yeah, Arthur Macken, he'd um, written a number of factual accounts of the Battle at Mons. Um, and then in September, I think it was the 29th of September, 1914, um, in a newspaper that I didn't write down, um, he wrote a short story called... The Bowman. Uh, I think it was in the Times. Like the Times used to just p- fucking post short stories in it, uh, and he wrote a first-hand account or false document uh, style, like Blair Witch short story of an account of a, a soldier at Mons 
claiming to see like a choir of heavenly bowmen show up and and defend the british from the germans um but of course it was like a a fake story it was just a bit of entertaining the, ghost the, story that the he times wrote. they knew that when they yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so they knew it it wasn't labeled as uh fiction though it okay. was under the they used to have a section called our short story uh, okay Confusing. so yeah. yeah not but anyway people started to believe it massively instead to write would write to him asking him to cite his sources and of course he'd have to reply and say there are no sources for it yeah i've made it up uh, despite all that, it goes incredibly popular and oh, starts to sweep the days. nation. It gets reprinted in bunches of places, um, and then it starts to be reprinted in religious parish magazines. Oh god! In various like reverends and vicars get in touch and be like, "Oh, you know, this is like proof of God at last. You know, we've been waiting for this. Oh, um, you know, who, which awkward. who was the officer that told you this story? And again, he had to be like, "No, nah, no, nah, mate, I, just make it all just up as I went along. Made it up." Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically because this massive event in Arthur Macken for the rest of his career um, tries to stop it getting, tries to debunk his own yeah. story that accidentally made people believe that there was a religious right for us oh. to win World War One. Oh. Um, I feel actually really sorry for him because like, must be filled with regret. Well, yeah, he obviously didn't. He's dead. We're now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's in heaven, filled with regret. Yeah. yeah. Heavenly angel, full yeah. So what's kind of cr- a bit weird about it is that. Um, British military realised that, I mean, probably they've already known this, that utilising faith is good for warfare and really good for propaganda. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, I have the name of somebody here. Oh, uh, an investigative journalist by the name of David William Clark um, suggested that the story would was co-opted by the British military and that um, officers were told to tell similar stories like casually without going to the newspaper so that these stories would spread um as like kind of like viral yeah viral stories that yeah. proof of it because it wouldn't just be like oh well arthur macken said it didn't happen someone would then have like an uncle who said it did happen yes. um so what's the guy did i mention him earlier john charteris oh yeah the guy who um, was john charteris who's like appeared in his memoirs mm. um his memoirs were called inside the gchq what is that the intelligence agency yeah yeah he must have worked for them later on ah. oh he just it was a very bold name <laughs> yeah. um he it like came out later that he was involved in something called the creation of this thing called cadaver wird weltung sandstalt what um, is that it should be said as all one word the whole thing yeah cadaver wird weltung sandstalt yeah um which i think means a German corpse factory or ger- German corpse rendering plant. And it was Ooh, a story creepy. that the British made up about the Germans saying that um, the British had stopped the German supply lines and the Germans were collecting their dead and boiling down the bodies to render their fats for their various tools. Um, which is just not on. That's not no, on. No, that's right, is some it? real propaganda, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. really bad. So, like that, I think he got called out for that being particularly not nice propaganda. No. Um, and but I don't know it's a war isn't it so I don't know so anything goes I guess Um, the first hand accounts from the front line were true to an extent some soldiers did report seeing cavalry show up on the field of battle there was no cavalry there but uh, people pointed out that they'd been fighting for two days and were probably exhausted and not one of them reported them attacking the germans uh, so it's chances are they were either just hallucinating or saw like some there's some heart there's some cows here yeah yeah, yeah. they might fight the germans and uh, the 2001 story in the sunday times where someone had claimed to found photographic evidence um was actually a bloke who was just trying to sell a mansion there um yeah it didn't even he didn't even fake them he just said oh, I've got evidence so that people would be interested in buying a mansion he was selling. Hmm. So, yeah, there we go. And then, yeah. (laughs) So, oh, yeah, and Arthur Macken later just said, oh, the story's bullshit anyway. I didn't even try. I was doing my best work. And hated that it became the thing he was most famous for. Yeah. Yeah. That was just him. That was that one. That's good, that. It was quick. It's too warm for long stories. It is quick, but mine's long. So that's that's actually quite a good thing. Um... But yeah, I liked that. I reckon you blasted through that in about ten minutes. I think I might. Uh, I think I know the story too well. Yeah. I wrote a comic about it before, 
and I just had to go back and get some extra facts. And that comet yeah. was only a page. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It is interesting, though. I like it. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, mine is a very different vibe. So. Go on. <laughs> you said yours was sad, okay. didn't you? Yeah, it is Great. sad. Um, so, uh, Nirja, oh, apologies in advance to our Indian listener because I do not pronounce any of these people's names correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be exciting. What? This will be good. Just, oh, yeah. just me having a go at the yeah. names. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's about Nirja Barnot, but I reckon it's Nirja. How'd you spell it? N-I-J-I-R. N-double-E-R-J-A. Nearsha. Nearsha? I think probably, yeah, I think, uh, yeah. I think the problem is, actually, my stupid British tongue can probably not even quite do it, even when I, even if I thought so I could. So long as you get Nearsha to it. Ah, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's only um, And Barnot. You guys can't see, but I'm staring into the microphone like it's an office, like a, a camera and I'm on the office right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. That would be actually probably quite useful to have sometimes, like, video of this mm. with you, with all your reactions. It's just me. Yeah, just being like, yeah. Um, I think it's Barnot. How do you spell that? Barnot. Uh, B-H-A-N-O-T. But yeah, Bannot. Yeah, Bannot. Anyway, Bannot. Uh, so she was born seventh uh, of September, nineteen sixty-two, in Chandigarh, which I've, I've said wrong. Nailed it. I have heard it. <laughs> I have heard it said, so I know how to say it. I just cannot. Chandigarh. I cannot make those noises with my mouth, unfortunately. I think if I did some practice, I could. But yeah. the problem is, by the age of six, you've already kind of established a lot of the. Um, sounds sounds that you're you can use make. in your language, yeah. And also, if, like the more you learn it, the more you might accidentally slip into like an in like a fake That's Indian the other accent. Thing. That's the other thing. Like a, those like, it's all right people if you are really go, pretentious, and b, you sound like you're taking the piss. Yeah, it's all right if you go like oh bonjour and you put on a French accent to say a French word. Yeah, because if you take it becomes out of different French when it's different fine. ethnicities, but isn't it? Yeah, and also and, and well, also no when it's fine, colonialism. Robin, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Robin like, hates French people, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I feel like there's been. The most recent, well, if you go back through history, the French have the British inv- invaded enemies. us as yeah. much as, yeah. yeah. Whereas I feel like we really went over and dicked over India in a big way. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I feel like now if we if we sound like we're taking the piss out of an Indian accent, then that is inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So anyway, so she was born in 1962 in Chandigarh. Um, her dad is called Harish, probably. Um, he said that Abigail was doing an, an impression of me. No, what were you doing? No, Out of the corner of my eye? Just a, I just kind of... Just did the office. Just shrugged. Oh, okay. I've heard fine. so many names and I'm not going to retain any of them. Just <laughs> tell me the story. All you need to remember is Nerja. That's all you Nerja. need to... Oh, um, so her, her dad said when she was born, the mater- he was so pleased and the maternity ward matron rang him up 
um, to say that he'd been blessed with a baby girl. And he says, I was very happy to hear this and gave her a double thanks, which I don't know whether that's a specific thing in India. Maybe it is. Does um, that just mean you said thank you twice because it sounds dirty? Maybe. I give her the old double thanks. So, yeah. Um, quote, she thought I had got her wrong. And so she repeated, it's a daughter, end quote, uh, which... Yeah, oh. bad times. Yeah. But anyway, he he. The 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 point is, he was like, oh, he's happy for a girl. Sorry, yeah, to yeah. have a girl. Yeah. yeah. Um, and her uh, her family members lovingly called her Lardo, which I again I think Magnus is of him. Yeah. yeah. Especially because nice and Hindi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably yeah. doesn't does. mean like they lovingly call uh, yeah, her Lardo. I mean, she was, it, she's it's a, Hindi for fatso. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she uh, at the age of eighteen, she became a model. So even if they were calling her that, um, Maybe yeah, ironic. That it was like yeah. a, you know, it was like one of those you know nicknames where it's like the the opposite of what the person is. Yeah. 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 So yeah. as India's fattest model, she did very well. <laughs> yeah. No, she was very thin and beautiful. No. Um, so she moved to yeah. So she moved to Mumbai as a child. And was that me? No, that was me. Oh, okay. I, I whistled <laughs> out the side of my mouth. I was, it, it was like. <laughs> noise and somebody looked for her own to you somewhere yeah, no, and then you looked at me <laughs> <laughs> and I was like wait did I do it Whoa. without realising <laughs> well I was looking around to see if anyone noticed I'd, I'd done it <laughs> <laughs> I did hear the noise but I didn't think too it much of like it like a squeaky off. mouth fart <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah um, so she yeah so when she was 18 she was approached by a photographer outside her college um, and did like a modeling assignment and then became a model after that she was five foot nine mm-hmm. which is good work major um how tall just, just for explanation robin thinks she's five foot nine and she isn't <laughs> yeah. um, five foot three but sometimes i feel like i'm i feel taller than i am yeah sometimes i think it's because we all sit down all the time in the office that <laughs> i don't feel like I'm. you taller. got the highest yeah i mean robin still... sits on a bar stool <laughs> at the table <laughs> still generally yeah. higher than yeah but i, I think that's why like like i don't know especially people who slump a lot I feel mm. like I'm taller than. All right, call me out. <laughs> you old Ethan is a, is a slumper yeah. as well. Mm. So I feel like I'm taller than Ethan, but I'm definitely not taller than Ethan. You're He's taller in your heart. Taller yeah. than me. Um, but Jada is the tallest. How tall are you, Jada? I'm not sure how it. Seven six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what it is in feet and inches. Uh, what is it in centimeters? One. 180. Like. Whoa, Whoa, 180. I'm yeah. 162 and I'm five three. So, yeah. No, that's tall yeah I don't really know how tall I am you might even be taller than Nidja it's weird to me that people know how tall they are like when do you ever need to know that information I don't know once you, get, once you get to a certain height you stop couldn't, like, you, you can go on roller coasters now yeah it's only then when you yeah. if you keep going up and then yeah. like oh, certain doors and become problems and then you're problems. too big for the roller coasters yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, no, sir, not you. No. <laughs> BFG walks I've had friends who've not been able to get the like the safety harnesses down because they're so yeah, tall. Yeah, really. it does become a problem. Uh, I mean, problem those, is... Um, <laughs> the ones that go over your head, mm-hmm. because when they... Sometimes when they go upside down, I'm yeah, like hanging in just by my knees. One oh. time, I was literally just like hanging I, in by like, Was it like Water Valley? Because I went to like Water Valley, so. and I honestly could have. It was a ride that spun around and went upside down. So not a roller coaster, but one you know where you kind of sitting yeah. in the thing just goes upside down. So. I think it was the same one. Was it? Yeah. And I, honestly, I, me and my friend both came off the ride afterwards, and we were like, we could have both fallen out yeah. there if, if we hadn't have held on and You'd held ourselves into it. We could have done. It, yeah. Have you yeah. seen the, the video of um, you know those balls that are like on two wires and they just like they're stuck by a big magnet and they turn the magnet off and it fires up. No. It's yes. Like to, have you seen? Well, that, yeah, that's the thing. Uh. It's like a little caged ball, and you sit in it, and then there's these two poles either side of it with a like. Bungee you on a cards. string? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, and they fire up. Have you seen the video of that like little chubby kid with his his mum in it, and like she's laughing at it off, and he's genuinely like slipping out of the oh, harness going yeah, to die. It's I mean it's very funny seeing a person convinced <laughs> yeah. they're going to die next to his mother who's <laughs> like, just having the time of her life. And obviously he survived, but yeah. <laughs> he cries a lot. Uh, <laughs> I saw I saw a video recently on Reddit of. Um, a girl just like vomiting up a lot of vomit on one of those rides mm. and like her boyfriend at first really laughing when he doesn't realize she's about to vomit and then she just vomits like uh, ever and like me loads. when I go on mm. what's it are they like the tango ones the ones that just like lift you up and then drop yeah you? Oh, I hate that. like the human body was not meant to withstand I, it's not that. for me that I'd, I'll like, go upside down fine but I, I don't I cannot 
stand the weight at the top of those things when you don't know when oh. you're going to drop. I'm literally like screaming just because yeah, I can't bear. When I was a kid, I really loved them. And then I just got like really, like my stomach got really sensitive. Like now oh. I get travel sick being in a car mm. for about mm. 30 seconds. Yeah. So being on one of those, like I would absolutely, I would throw up my intestines. Uh, yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a way of dying. Uh, anyway, so back back to Nidja. Oh yes. Uh, so when she was twenty two, she um, her family like arranged for her to get married through a guy, uh, like through an ad uh, with a guy in the United Ar- Arab Emirates. Um, so she went there. The guy was fucking horrible, like an absolute prick. Uh, like mentally and physically abused her. Like said that she couldn't do anything around the house. Like couldn't do any cleaning or couldn't do any cooking. I mean, like she was fine, like a, like a good normal person mm-hmm. um and he said he, she's not allowed to model anymore um so she went to mumbai but like back home for her last modeling gig um and she told her family about this the dude and then her dad was like you're not going back there mm-hmm. which is really good because yeah. actually yeah like in some at, at that time in some places he would have been like sorry this is just the deal that's the deal that's now being made yeah um so after that she was obviously like really like shaken up um she but she was like fuck it so she applied for a flight attendant job with pan am um which was like a a time when like well they were called air hostesses Mm -hmm. and they were like hand-picked and it was like a really prestigious job for their beauty yeah yeah Yeah. like beauty and obviously like good customer service Mm -hmm. ability um but probably beauty first I mean, I mean it was definitely yeah. a factor like you, yeah. they, you yeah. they wouldn't have chosen you if you were ugly charm is the best way yeah, yeah that's more charm, polite way yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were like more than 10,000 applications for just 80 places Move. and Nidja got one of the places um, so she um, became she actually became a per, a purser uh, which is like the captain oh. of the flight attendants. Oh, right. oh okay. Yeah. So like the flight attendant boss. Is, you were um, struggling to say person, and no. first of all, like, <laughs> while you're tired. Pers- all, is the captain not the captain of the flight attendants? Yeah. I mean, the captain is the captain of everything, but this is like, <laughs> why are you doing this? Really? <laughs> <Why> <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted you know, to check. You know what I mean? You know what I fucking mean? Um, so she was um, nearly 24, like it was like the day before her 24th birthday. God, I thought when... she was older. I know, right? She's lived a life already, hasn't she? Bloody hell. I'm tired suddenly. Yeah. Um, she left home for the last time um, to do her cabin crew duty on this on this flight, Pan Am Flight 73, uh, which was September the 5th, 1986. So you might, you might have heard some of this story before, you might not have done, but anyway. So... She was like the person in charge of the cabin crew on flight seventy three. Uh, it was it was supposed to be going from Mumbai to the US via mm. two places, I think. Um, uh, but what happened was they got to yeah, it's supposed to be Mumbai to New York via Karachi and Frankfurt, which seems like quite a lot of flying to me. It seems like I mean it's not the long way around or anything, but. It just seems quite an intense mm-hmm. situation. Anyway, I guess that's maybe how they did flights in those days, and maybe that still happens now. I don't know. There's a thing about fly, so. like long distance flights stop a lot mm. because other places need to get to that same, and it's easier for one plane to stop in multiple places than it is for multiple planes all to go from different places. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. that's it. Yeah. Um, so it, what happened though was it got to Karachi Airport in Pakistan and was hijacked by four armed men. So they came on dresses shit. like, huh? Shit. Yeah, shit. Yeah. So they they like approached a plane dressed as like airport staff, mm-hmm. but they had guns and stuff. So everyone was like, "What's this all about?" Um, they like boarded the plane. Uh, so the, pl- the plane had three hundred and eighty passengers and thirteen crew members on it. the The plan for for the terrorists was they wanted to get to Cyprus, where some. Uh, Palestinian prisoners were being held mm-hmm. and and get them freed. I don't really know what the the plan probably was. It didn't seem like they'd really planned it. Not thought well. worse of that through. No, because uh, what happened was um, when they boarded the plane, um, I well, different reports say different things. So I think a lot of this story, in advance of the story, a lot of it I think has been attributed to Nigeria, mm-hmm. and I think probably some of it was like a team effort. Yeah. Um, but anyway. 
So somebody, some reports say Nirjas, some reports say other people, um, alerted the 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 pilots. Um, they had like a special hijack code um, that they used. Um, and what, uh, so this was as the plane was on the tar- tarmac before it took off. Um, there were three cockpit crew, so pilot, co-pilot and flight engineer in, mm. in the plane. Um, they had like a hatch in the top of the plane and they just like left. Um, they were like some people criticized them afterwards for just leaving, but that was the standard procedure. Yeah, because you can't fly the plane. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. No one can fly the plane if the pilots have run away. Um, so, but then what happened obviously is Nirja became the the most senior mm-hmm. person on the plane. Um, so she took charge of the situation. So the terrorists were demanding the pilots come back. So there was a guy outside on the tarmac, a guy called Viraf Daroga, who used who was the um, director of the airport, mm-hmm. who used a megaphone to try and like communicate with them. Um, the the one the biggest issue is he was just like give them the pilots or you know like at least you know make some effort to give them pilots mm-hmm. so that they don't harm anyone. Um, the problem was that the airport was in Pakistan, the airline was American and the pilots were American and they were like, the airline was like, no way are you having those people mm-hmm. for this? Um, which you obviously can understand, but obviously it put him in a really difficult position. Um, so yeah, so he was trying to negotiate with them. He was like, he was like, give me, give me some time and I'll, I'll get them back for you. Um, so meanwhile like on board the plane there was a guy called Rajesh Kumar who was a 29 year old American passenger um, in the film that I watched that's based on the story but I don't think is fully tr- every moment of it is true mm-hmm. um, they're like um, he's he's saying like to the terrorists like what are you doing what are you doing and and then they try and like grab him and he's like I'm an American I'm an American to be like oh, don't hurt me that. Ah, never actually. No, I've not seen it, but I've seen that scene. I think. Ah, yeah, maybe, yeah. Hmm. And, and who, he, who plays Rajesh Kumar? No idea. Oh, I don't actor. know. He's an Indian yeah. actor. It's an Indian film. Oh, it's, right, a, okay. it's a really, really good film. Um, it's subtitles a lot mm-hmm. of it. Um, so I do recommend watching it, even if it's like it's heavily based on the story, using the same people's names most of the time, mm-hmm. but not like I say, a lot of the actions. Because it was chaos, I think building the story, they've taken other people's actions and given it to Nirja. Mm-hmm. But either way, anyway, I'll tell the story. Um, so uh, that was my stomach just rumbling. I thought it was my yeah. stomach. Was it? Yeah. Oh, it could be everyone. So we all are very hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Established. Yeah. Um, so what happened was, so this guy, this American, they um, they made him. So they had the doors open, so that the so they can negotiate with the people on the ground um the like basically after an hour when there was no pilots they shot him and like oh, threw shit. him out of the plane yeah <sighs> so like everyone then a bit on the plane was like oh shit these guys mean business like they're not mm-hmm. messing around um what then they well, then what they did was they so um Nirja heard them talking and they were saying we need to find the americans and we can kill the americans mm-hmm. um and uh they said to Nirja, you get the crew, like the cabin crew together, collect everyone's passports um, so we can see how many Americans are on board. Or they maybe didn't say it quite like that, but mm-hmm. that's, she knew that's what they wanted. Um, she So she goes around to the other attendants and she's like, right, we've got to collect the passports. And then she was like, get rid of any of the American passports. Mm-hmm. Um, so they there were 43 Americans on board. Um, when they took American passports, they threw them like under the seat or mm-hmm. like hid them in their clothes or like, you know, put them somewhere, um, put them down a rubbish chute um, so that like when the terrorists were going through it, they were like, where are all the Americans? Mm-hmm. And they're like, you, you did something. And she's like, no, I didn't. I didn't do it. What are you talking about? I didn't do anything. But she did. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so she was like tr- obviously trying to pr- protect the Americans. There's a guy, a British guy on, on the plane called Mike Thexton um, who later described her actions as extremely brave, selfless, and clever. And it is clever. I, I wouldn't have thought that. It's quite clever, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so ha- having failed to find an American, they were like, oh, let's go for someone British. So it was this guy, Paul Mike Thexton. So they made him sit on the floor 
Um, and every all the passengers had their hands above his head, mm-hmm. uh, but above their head. Um, he had to sit on the floor, and they kept like threatening him, and they kept saying they were going to kill him. Um, uh, they got really annoyed, obviously, after that stunt, where you know they couldn't be sure that they'd done, in, you know, that they that they'd got rid of the American passports, but mm-hmm. they were they were annoyed. So Nerja makes sure that everyone gets fed, um, and like tries to a bit negotiate with them to like make sure everything's okay for the passengers, so they get they get a chance to go to the toilet and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so after seventeen hours, um, the power runs out on the plane, um, and it Ooh, and like yeah. the auxiliary power comes on. So it's really really dark in there. I think there's like a little bit of a like a blue light, but mm-hmm. you can barely see anything. Um, the terrorists freak out because they think something's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and they know that they know they're not going to get their own way. Like they just know yeah. they're not getting what they want, and they just start like randomly firing into the plane. Jesus. Um, and setting off grenades as well. Um, so Nirja opened the emergency exits and got loads of passengers to safety. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's like all people kind of know about what happened. Um, what what was really like impressive was. Um, uh, the cabin crew that all got out so they opened some of the doors mm-hmm. and there's supposed to be a slide that comes out but yeah. if you open mm-hmm. the door manually it doesn't doesn't, doesn't really pop out. out it was it was dark like it was the middle of the night it's pitch black outside so they couldn't see where what was going on oh. so some of them were just like some of the cabin cabin crew were like jumping out onto the wing and then onto the ground which is which was like a really significant drop so i think some of them broke limbs oh. and stuff like that um but obviously, you're not going to throw a kid out there first. You're going <laughs> yeah. to test it yourself. But one of them did have a slide, and a lot of people got out that way. Um, but what happened is when the shooting stopped, some of the cabin crew went back in to the plane Whoa. Um, to look for survivors, uh, which is pretty incredible considering yeah. they're, prob- yeah. you know, they're probably still in there. So they found Nirja, um, who'd been shot. And I think there's different versions of the story. Like Some people say she'd been shot multiple times. Some, mm-hmm. some people say she was shot in the hip. Um, someone said that they saw her being shot at point blank range with a gun t- to the head, mm-hmm. which doesn't make sense with the rest of the story because she was alive when they found her and then she was taken to hospital and she died in yeah. hospital. Um, and there's, and the film's really good because there are a lot of, annoyingly, there are a lot of bits in the film that I thought were really clever mm-hmm. that were attributed to her that I don't know, I couldn't find evidence for whether they even happened, first of all, mm-hmm. and then whether she did it. But there was like one bit where she, when she's giving out, oh, what's she giving out? She's giving out snacks to people. She gets one of those, um, you know, those cards that they have in the back of the thing, yeah. down the back of the The seat. safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the, one of them says about how to open the emergency door, mm-hmm. and she like gets one, and she hides it underneath the tray that she's giving out, and then she goes to a guy that's sat near, near the door like, um memorize this and mm. then when i give the signal open the door um and she does like other tricks and like there's there's a guy who's like a radio engineer like on the plane and and they're going who's a radio you know the terrorist like who's yeah. a radio engineer who's a radio engineer um and she goes like she shakes her head at the guy mm-hmm. like to not uh, not say it was him so some of that i think is maybe dramatized but the whole you know her bravery and like the story is impressive enough so uh in total 22 people were killed and about 150 people were injured um and for her bravery um she got uh something called the ashoka chakra award which is Ooh. india's highest gallantry award for bravery during peacetime um she was she is the youngest recipient and was mm-hmm. the first woman to win it she got something called the tamga e pakistan uh, for showing incredible human kindness. She got the Flight Safety Foundation Heroism Award from the US and a couple of other US-based awards, like Special Courage Award. Mm-hmm. Um, and she got a British award as well. Um, and they India made a stamp with her face on it oh. as well. Um, mm. yeah, so it's a nice thing to, do, to have done for her, isn't it? Yeah, yes. and it's just like, the film's really good. I really recommend it. Like, it, it, it's an Indian film, so I feel like it's... If you're never used to watching anything with subtitles or anything from a different country, you might find it a bit like, I don't know. No, you'd find it fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's um, Sonam Kapoor, who's quite a famous like Indian actress, and mm-hmm. she's very good in it. I think she got shortlisted for something or nominated for something. So, um, yeah. So, that's it. That is the story, which I, I told quite in a long way. 
but I've I think it was quite. I thought it was quite short as yeah. well. Yeah, I did. I talked. To, I went through really quick. I, the thing is, a lot of the bits on the plane were really clever and really imple- impressive in the film. But I just, I didn't want to say those bits in case. Yeah, there's no evidence shot. for yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, but it was, and and also all the cabin. You know, there were quite a few cabin crew there. They all were really brave and really impressive yeah and a lot of the things they did they did like together so mm. while she was particular she was the only one who was honored for bravery mm. um because of the, i yeah do you think you'd be brave in a situation like that or do you think you'd just keep your head down and try I and get know. by i think probably like i'm not gonna be like the real bravery is just you know is keeping your mouth shut yeah but i think probably your chances of surviving yeah are a lot higher if you don't do anything like Sure, yeah, you can take out the guards, yeah. but then, uh, you know, take out the hostage takers, but what if they just turn around and not just kill you, but kill everyone because of... Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it is it is really difficult because she, like, she did some crafty tricks that, mm-hmm. you know, pissed them off and could have easily got her killed. Like, they killed the guy straight away. Like, you know, they're not messing around. Um, I think, I don't know, I do think in that situation you'd sort of, I think you'd sort of like it'd be like fight or flight. I think, and you'd yeah. sort of lose all perspective, anyway. So I think you could be more likely to just be like, ah. <laughs> like, mm. I think do- you'd probably just like try and just immediately be like, oh, as long as I can protect like the people I know. Yeah. That you, you know that selfish element would come out. But basically, if everyone was doing that and no one was like, I think we should. I think we should karate chop them. Yeah. Because the thing through. is, although they had, they've got guns, you know, there were like hundreds of people on the flight and four guys. Like, if if you were prepared to sacrifice your life, then you could, like, you know, you could take those people yeah. on and, yeah. But, you know, if you but, don't want to die. Yeah, well, that's it. Because you're like, like die, it's, not, is it? it's not human nature, is it, to, yeah. like, if you're, you know, if you've got sacrifice a faith, yourself. Or if you're a Hindu and you're like, oh, if I kill myself to save others... Yeah. I used to come back at something a bit in a higher station. Yeah. She's just an atheist. She's like, well, if I die, that's, that's it. it. I'm, I'm but done. But then, on the other hand, that's it. It's just like when. Well, yeah, it's like, oh, it's not bad. Yeah. yeah. And it's nothing, is it? It's but like, before I was born, the world was without me, and it'd be cruel to put it in that true. state again. That is a really good point. Um, <laughs> if anything, I'd be morally wrong to die. <laughs> yeah. See, this is me coming out now. <laughs> yeah, like, you a, should kill yourself yeah, to save but, me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, the, I mean, there's like. The, obviously like she saves some children in the film mm-hmm. um and when she opens the when she opens the door and said she could jump out first and she's like no you guys go 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 like mm-hmm. down the slide go 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 um and i don't know i don't know whether at that point you just be like oh i'm just i just want off this fucking plane mm-hmm. i'll just go it's and then but she isn't no that's good yeah so there you go um yeah cool Nerd, uh, good for her Barnard. Mm-hmm. Banut. Yeah. There you go. Uh any corrections? Not A one. Not a single one? No. I felt like we said something at the start of maybe yours that was Um I don't know. It's <laughs> a sound effect of me checking my yeah. notes. Rick's a foley artist now. Yeah. Mm. I feel like there was and I can't remember what yeah. it was. Yeah. What was that thing? And I felt like it looked like you were looking to check, and then maybe I'll remember it for the next episode. Uh, the yeah. only thing you mentioned was the um, GCHQ, but then you did immediately oh. say it was the was um, spycraft, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 Intelligence Agency for government cool. and armed yeah. forces. So, oh, well, that's, that's good. Go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, time for thank yous. Yeah. Then mm. I guess it's quite it feels like we've done a really quick episode. I don't, I think, I don't it's think it's so long. There was a lot of preamble at the beginning, though. Yeah, I'm, yeah. and I did interrupt yours. A quite a bit even though it was a short one mm, so yeah that's mm. right. okay um thank you to producer jada who mm-hmm. is taking over the social media as well as doing all the recording um so yeah mm-hmm. thanks and, and editing she's the editing as well yeah. so she's welcome um follow us on social media at here's a crazy story on instagram or at the ever take on everything else um subscribe to the patreon please just a couple of quid here and there makes a difference patreon.com forward slash the overtake <laughs> yeah. um 
Oh, thank you thank to Frankie you to Boyle. Listen. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Scottish comedian Frankie Boyle has bought yeah. us a mic so we can have guests on the show. Yeah. Well, maybe we should invite him in as a special guest. He's not going to come all the way. No, but if, he, if he's in Leeds yeah. ever, like, yeah. sometimes he does tour, but not very often, to be mm-hmm. fair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on his day off. He's <laughs> <not> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for, we come down Frankie and do it for free in the, in the booth. Um uh, come sweat in mm-hmm. the booth with us <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a crazy st- I think that's a crazy story yeah we said oh we need another microphone and, and Frankie, Frankie Boyle, Boyle bought as well <laughs> yeah. it's pretty crazy he is a good lad he is, he really is a good lad yeah. yeah I think he I think people who don't know him or know or watch much of his comedy think he's like deliberately shocking in a problematic mm-hmm. way and he's not at mm-hmm. all no um, he's good good dude and uh thank you to is it john david allison oh yeah well he hadn't paused it yet so i, I want to well I wanna wait, until <laughs> wait wait let me see what anyway let so me people see i'm just gonna check my so people are being nice and bought us more equipment for the show because oh, yes. we're poor oh no i haven't replied yet but i have sent him yeah david allison i've sent him a link to another mic that that we could do with uh, in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you got twenty quid, actually, we could do an accessory pack and some and one of those fairy things that goes over a sock. I think they're called. Um, Robin doesn't have any socks. <laughs> yeah, everything's got holes in. Um, so DM me on Twitter so at Robin Vinter if you got twenty DMs. quid. Yeah, honestly, yeah. like. That would help loads. We just don't have any spare cash at, at all at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'd be good to be able to record things without. <laughs> so, um, yeah. That's uh, good. Just stop making that noise. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, thank you for listening. Yeah. 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 Bye. Podcast Bye. over. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>